Just Riffin, what's happening everybody? Uh, me and uh, Hef are trying something new today. We're going through uh, StreamYard, so if you guys can hear me and if everything's good, somebody give me a thumbs up or uh, something. All right, thank you, Golden, appreciate you. And uh, what a special uh, space is gonna be today. Uh, I don't wanna jump right into it. Or actually, I do wanna jump into it. We got Ed Balloon in the house. Yeah. Please, please retweet this room because please. we got to do this gentleman justice. I mean, I've been, I've been watching Ed work in this space for a couple of years now, and it's just mad inspirational. And I hope that this room is full because it should be. And if it's not, it's because they hate me, Ed, but they still love you. Oh, so. I mean, honestly, everyone's at our basil, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but seriously, though, uh, you know, as the kid, I'm too old to say no cap, but I'm going to say just because we're in a Twitter space. No cap, though. Ed Balloon is really doing some amazing things in this space and in music and as an artist, man. And I can't wait till we dig into that. But first, uh, Hef, we saw on the news today, didn't we see a little something about Spotify and them laying off some people? I hope, Hef, you didn't work for Spotify. I hope is your job affected by this? I'm not sure. So uh, anybody in the room work for Spotify? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Hey, if anybody wants to come up and talk about this, we're basically talking about oh, who we got here. Let's see. Oh, is that Ed Balloon? Ed Balloon, boom. It says he should be up here. Approve. Oh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm on the stage. <laughs> Okay, that's right. I'm learning how to. I'm hey Ed. I'm like my grandmother pushing these buttons on Twitter. Like okay, so we got. Let's see. We got Dave up here. I'm trying to see here. But anyway, I'm trying to bring some people up on the stage. We get used to these controls. Golden, help me out. But anyway, we're talking about Spotify, and uh, it's funny. Well, it's not funny as in hilarious funny, but it's funny as in peculiar. You know, they laid off. I saw they laid off. I think it's around 1,500 people yesterday. And what happened was. Uh, their stock at closing immediately jumped up like 7%, you know? Um, so I don't know. I thought that was just interesting and I don't know much about it. You know, I make music, so I put some up on Spotify. Uh, Ed, do you have any particular thoughts on Spotify, this particular news thing? And uh, just, I know you have some music on Spotify. As a matter of fact, I was just checking out a bunch of it this week. So <laughs> what are your thoughts on all this? Um, <laughs> when it comes to streaming platforms, I, it's very difficult for me to have any good thoughts um just because of how diluted music has become due to them uh i would say how's everybody nugging here on nug radio can no, am i am i what can y'all hear me no no i hear you a little bit though oh can oh wait hold on just hold on a second can you hear me now This is. Um, All right. I think I fixed my microphone here and it's not going to echo back. Are you able to hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Half. Okay. okay. 
Ed, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, man. Sorry we're having a little bit of technical difficulty here in the beginning. J6, what's going on with you, man? Well, you know, we were just talking a little bit. Ed was giving us his take on the streaming platforms, and we were kind of, uh, you know, we led into that from the Spotify news about them laying off a bunch of uh, their employees, approximately 1,500 of them, <laughs> you know? So, so crazy. What was the, uh, what's the main purpose? Well, Spotify laid them off because they're basically just trying to, uh, you know, you know, make they realize they were spending money uh, in the wrong places. That's what I got from the article. So they're basically tightening it up. You know, uh, we know one place they're not spending money, though. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, it's just uh, it's a model that's not really working. It's weird because they make all this money. You know, I think in the same article, it said that they're make they made like. 70 million the last quarter now that's profit they made 70 million in profit last quarter so uh i guess it makes you know total sense uh to lay 1500 people off because now they have a lot more of that money to share with the people that are actually creating content for spotify that was kind of a sarcastic joke because we know it doesn't really happen that way and i'm not really throwing shade like i my opinion is just it's a model that doesn't work i don't think there's anybody necessarily being evil or anything it's just they built something that doesn't work so uh that's my thoughts on it. <laughs> you know, I just uh, put it up on the uh, on the screen. So if people are on YouTube watching or, or uh, Twitter, uh, we put that up on the screen so you can kind of see what's going on here with uh, with uh, what Spotify is doing. So, I mean, you know, look, um, times are tough, right? Um, 1500 jobs is a lot. I, I, I mean, I what were those 1500 people doing? Do you know what the specifics were? I think they were mostly doing blow and going to strip clubs. I'm just guessing, though. You might be right. I'm sorry. <laughs> right on, man. But I, I mean, I, ahead, I, I, feel, I feel bad for people, you know, losing a job is not easy. And you know, I wouldn't want anyone to lose a job. But um, yeah, I think, uh, I think honestly, Spotify is probably in a, a situation right now. Like the music industry is quickly changing and everyone's trying to figure it out and they can't um uh you're seeing a lot of artists you know realize that hey maybe these platforms aren't you know helping me as much as uh or not even so much because we kind of always knew that platforms weren't (laughs) that helpful we just had to do it because it was the formula but i think a lot of artists are you know we have other things or other ways to, to, to get that engagement, um, you start to notice that, oh, maybe I don't need to do this, right? And and so I think, even though Spotify is still um, currently still um, the main platform that a lot of musicians go to when it comes to having a music streamed, um, it is losing, well, I think a lot of us artists just don't like it or we're, we're, we're trying to fight, we're trying to fight it. Yeah, I want, I want to know what you know because we're 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 musicians too, and we we have this discussion like nonstop, really. So Ed, it's like you know, one, it's a pleasure to have you here to have your perspective on this thing, and and to hear your take on it because music is in a weird space, and in our space that we're in right now in this Web three or this new wave of technology that we're moving you know into the future to. Um, you know, what is it? What is it going to be? Because Spotify definitely is not doing it justice. Uh, YouTube music, none of these spaces really are doing it any justice. What can we do 
in a, in, in, you know, in the short, you know, I mean, if you've thought of the long on this, great. I'd love to hear your take, but in the short, what do you think is going to be for the next wave of this music? So, I mean, I, this is just me, my thoughts. Um, I think um, the model, like the original model that we always had, like, oh, you have X amount of streams that showcases that you have or followers or whatever shows that you have um, a huge following and therefore you can hit celebrity status and then baby B and the Beyonce or whatever. I think that's, that's, that's dead. Um, I think what will be um, when it comes like to the shift in a new paradigm is artists will be able to find their own communities and, you know, build that um, by themselves. And it won't be, um, it won't be weird anymore. Um, or this whole thing about like being an independent artist is, oh, you're not mainstream. You won't need to. Um, this whole thing about mainstream, like this, I think there's just going to be many artists with the niche, like the niches. Um, and that would be okay to have a sustainable living. I think this, um, uh, this whole thing about, oh, you have to be able to like be mainstream to make it. Um, that is slowly losing value because you're starting to see a lot of independent artists, um, have their own following and having way more or are able to are slowly building more sustainability than artists that are signed. Why? It's because they have, you know, um, you know, they're doing, it's, it, it is, you know, grassrooted, but it is like, oh, we're going in and we're trying to make sure that we, we have those supporters. And if it's a hundred or 200 or a thousand, you know, that is enough for them to continue want to have sustainability. Um, and I mean more like, you know, uh, whether it's Patreon or like NFTs or whatever, but being able to like have that that community that really wants to support you and then build off of that. Um, yeah, I agree with you in this. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, because of the technology that we do have today, I mean, it's been here for a while, the technology. I think a lot of people are, are, are you know, I, I hate to say the word woke, but I think people, musicians now are waking up because there's so much more that is available to them that they can utilize to, to move forward into the future. Exactly what you're talking about and getting away from the system and the machine and then uh, and actually going, hey, man, I could, you know, uh, do this myself, you know, just reinvesting yourself. You, you've heard it a million times as you're growing up and we still hear it today. The best form of investment is the back into yourself. Like, so, you know, do you want to work a nine to five? I know a lot of people have to, but do you want to stay in that, you know, web and, uh, you know, or box rather, or do you want to break out of that and really push yourself to become whatever it is that you're dreaming to, to become, you know, as a musician. Yeah, so I, I yeah. do also want to add that there is a, it's a lot of work, right. When it comes to like being that artist and then also having to make these business decisions and all these things. And so I do think what's going to be um, very important is, you know, very small, but close knit teams, whether it's just a, you know, an artist and a manager and so-and-so, but, that versus like a big label. Like, I think it's going to really be like, I, I just, that's what I'm slowly seeing. And maybe cause I've just been kind of um, exposed to the web three space of just like, Oh, okay. What you can do. Um, and yeah, I just think that's kind of going to be the new thing because you, you're already seeing like even investors. Like I think I've read this article recently about an investor going straight to an artist, right. Versus going to the big platforms or like a label, Mm-hmm. which it would usually be, right? You go to the label, you give them X amount of money, so then, and then the label finds the artist and then tries to develop, develop them 
and then do more, put a whole bunch of marketing money behind them and then hope that they sell out and do all these things so then they can make their money, they make make their return. And meanwhile, the artist doesn't make anything because they're just yeah. paying back, you know? Yeah. So now, I mean, like now investors are like, oh, why don't we just, because, you know, you have social media, which I mean can be uh, a blessing and a curse, uh, mm. mostly kind of a curse. But, you know, I think, <laughs> I think we we're trying to find a blessing. There is in truth it. in that, though. There is truth in that. But you could find yeah, the good in it. I think you could find the good in everything, Ed, you know? But, but go ahead. Absolutely. I don't want to. And I mean, so you, you have these artists, like, you know, or, you know, influencers, whatever you want to call them, but they're building platforms. And so with that, they kind of already have their fan base or, uh, you know, uh, their followers, I would say, let's say supporters, because sometimes if we also are aware that your, listen, your listens and your followers don't always equate to actual full supporters. Um, being on the internet quite some time now, you definitely are aware of that. Um, but yeah, they, those people kind of have more of like a, a, a very uh, cult following. Um, and, and, and so investors are like going straight to the source versus going to, you know, these labels that don't know like how to, you know, don't know. They don't, what know, what do. they don't know what they're doing yeah. anyway. So. They're, they, they're out of touch. These A&R reps, these, these uh, uh, you know, record label owners, they're out of touch. There's nobody that's really you know touched tapped into this thing i think spotify i think all of these streaming services are out of touch i think there needs to be a new something that's coming you know like you know man we had uh you know real to real right we had cassette tapes eight track tapes records vinyl we had cds now we had mp3s right and we now what are we doing where are we going next ed what's the next you know, thing. Do we stream from the blockchain? How do we make this happen? You know, I mean, how, I how are we? How do we move into the to the to the future with this tech? I, I mean, I, I I that is something to you know. I think we're still figuring it out. Um, I I am trying to figure it out, which especially everyone that's in Web three musicians that are in Web three, and I we're just trying to figure it out. I Ed, am you're gonna have a powwow. You're gonna be in Miami, by the way. I'm not in Miami okay. this year. Right. I, I, I we got a powwow on this though, for real, because we really want we, we want the same thing, J Six and I. Uh, exactly what you're talking about. You know, we'd love to get like just the, the minds together and just start chopping this shit up because you know we feel that we can come up with something. I am seeing a lot of more love towards vinyls again, which is you know a win. Yes. Um, but it's also it's 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 not only. I was used to like okay that was like the only thing to use to like listen to music um but currently people are using it i'm actually putting a, a vinyl out i did a collection um and with the collection um it was paired with a vinyl if you got a piece um but i'm noticing that people are not only getting vinyls because they want to listen to the music but also just to like have it as an art piece so it yeah. it, it is something where yeah, it's um, it's building this uh, respect for music again, which um, I think is very important, considering mm -hmm. the many years that it's been diluted and um, dismissed. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in that, but also like definitely interested of like how technology is used when it comes to music. Currently, we are definitely seeing well, we would definitely see more, um, and we're already seeing the AI move um, with music. Um, so you're definitely going to see a lot more with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, uh, all that. And it's funny, the vinyl conversation, it's very interesting to me because on one end, like the music keeps getting smaller, you know, and as the music, as the as the delivery system gets smaller, 
you know, do the vibes get smaller too? You know, there's something very powerful about the vinyl and the sound that, you know, penetrates the air from uh, the vinyl. And, you know, not to sound like a weirdo hippie, which I am, but, uh, you know, it's like this smaller format, smaller formats. The music is getting smaller as well, uh, in a sense. And um, I think I'm so, uh, I, I just, I think that vinyl is awesome because of the size of the wave, the vibrations it causes. However, the carbon footprint that it leaves, I'm not with. Like, I'm with the MP3 because check it out. First off, it I have I live in a house about the size of uh like a, of a Girl Scout house or a girl a Barbie house. You know, it's like a toy house. Like my house is so small. Like if I had my record collection in here, which I don't have anymore, like there wouldn't be enough room for me here. You know, so I'm with efficiency like this technology blockchain like tr smooth fast efficient transactions files that are imaginary like you know like when me and my friends are talking about hey you know oh i gotta clean off my desktop like think how funny that is we're cleaning a virtual desktop because our virtual desktop's messy what a great problem to have because when my in real life desktop gets dirty that's a real pain in the ass my shit my coffee's falling off of it and you know vinyl uh, physical products are cool and they're collectible and I love it. And I see we got detonator. I believe we got two tough in the building. And if anybody knows about vinyl, I know he does, you know, but, uh, uh so, but with that said, um, there is, uh, Spotify $9.99 a month membership, right? That's a great deal. You know what? I use that deal. I DJ at work. I used to bring a shitload of music to work. Now I open up Spotify for $9.99. It's a great deal for me, but it ain't a great deal for the artists that I'm playing at work. They're not getting a great deal at all because they're not even getting a, a fair piece of that $9.99 a month that I'm spending. And I'm not blaming it on anybody, but um, I just I would love to figure out a way for where if I played a song at the club, the actual person whose song I was playing got a little piece of that. Even if it was a penny, if they actually got the penny themselves, that would be great, you know. I'm sorry, I'm just riffing here, but uh, I don't know. No, yeah, I hear you. Um, I hear you. I understand that, and I think what why a lot of us artists came to Web three was in the hopes that um, it's really artists like trying to find ways to take their power back, and it's this. And what I mean by that is this thing about okay, how do we find ways where we like how we like we need to figure out a way that seems easier or like as easy as for people to like listen right to music and things like that but are also still willing to pay the amounts that the artists deserve right i think what the narrative should be in web3 currently when it comes to music is music also can be fine art as well and when yeah. when we think about that narrative it, it it requires us to really challenge ourselves when like with the whole thing about not only making sure the artists get paid, but also getting paid the amount they deserve and what that, like, what does that um, consist of? Like how, and it's very challenging, right? And because we're also in this, this 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 space where we have we have this tech and we have to figure it out. And I'm not saying we have the tools yet, but I think there's a, we, we just have to figure it out to get there. If we really care about this, we really have to get there. And so we're well, just trying to figure it out. Yeah, this is like this is like one like I say one of the biggest and probably most tough things in our space that we're in currently right now is 
the figuring out how to make it work for the musicians. But I am with you guys because I'm old school, man. And, you know, doing the music, we used to do it, you know, I used to DJ, you know, uh, put my turntables on three dining room table chairs, right? With the mixer and everything. And so I come from that era of like the ground and then, and then building up, you know, and uh, figuring things out. This is something that is definitely going to need a lot of brain power on because it's not easy, Ed, J6. It's not easy. Uh, people that are listening, it's not easy to, to what we're talking about to figure out. Like if you're an artist that's painting or you're doing digital art, whatever it is, that's a lot easier, right? In this, in the sense of our space. But if you're a musician to have your music, it's one song that everybody's going to want for the most part, right? Where this art is maybe one of one or it's a generative art, but they're all one of ones, so to speak. So it's a lot it's just different, you know? And yeah, I think this is something guys that we really need to start, you know, poking at and, and seeing what will work and how it can work. And then I think it's just up to development after that, you know, for, for it to happen. Ed, we talk about, uh, you know, publishing companies, you know, you have to wait every what a quarter to get a check. And then who knows how much it is that you're getting all in all. But if you can get the money directly paid from the broadcasting companies that want to just use your song and, and get have direct access to you, I think that's, you know, the next thing where it's at. But how are people going to get to you, right? If they can't just like get to you easily, is there a place that they can go to get to you? Like OpenSea, for instance, right? Uh, you want to go buy someone's MP3 or sorry, music or art. You can go to that place. It's a marketplace. So yeah, what but do you think? I think we also have to start thinking about, and this is where it, it it does get very difficult because it's not only so much about us learning the tech of like how we want to display music, but it's also about how we want people to get to us, as you said. And I think we also forgot, like you know, leading up to Web three, right? Like what artists used to do prior to even Instagram and social media, right? people had their own websites and they like, it was necessary for you to like go to the website to know about the artist a little bit more. And so I think we have to go back to like, okay, if we want people to like find us, this is what we need to do. And I'm not too sure of like how we're going to be able to like get folks to the website and things like that. But there is what you do shouldn't be going in vain. It shouldn't like, I, I even think about this too. I'm like, okay, we have, you have Twitter, you have all these things. It should not only stop here. Like Discord, you need to be able to find a place where, okay, you're going to use Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or threads for X amount of time until you have this solid um, supporter base on, you know, your own website or on like your own Discord, something that you have control of. Um, and I understand that these are still probably centralized, but it does give you way more control than, you know, uh, a, a Twitter and, and these social media platforms, which we don't really know the data and, and the things like that. Also, I think what's very important too is like the emails. We just, I think what really needs to happen when it comes to musicians is we have to, especially us who are like high key, we are going against the big man. And it's not even on so much like, oh yeah, we just hate you, but it's more of like, oh, we need to make sure that we can 
do to sustain, like have a sustainable living? And how do we do that so we can prove that it's possible um, and, and, and be used as that example? And by doing that, we have to be able to like really tap into that bag and tap into the resources that we have or that we're making um, to, to, to like actually have this be a sustainable um, a sustainable thing. And so if that's the case, yes, definitely do. I also think like when it comes to IRL, there should be way more shows. Like you really have to be able to like really think about how you need to package yourself and not package yourself because you want to look good for indus- like for the industry. Fuck the industry. What what is what are you trying to tell people and, and how are you trying to create that community that will continue like you want to you want to be able to create a community where you're like, okay, they're gonna go, they're gonna come here for me. Right. And and that it's it's gonna it's not gonna happen in a day. Um, it's gonna take some time. Um, and I think uh, that is what we just have to understand that we have to take it as it is. But as we do it, you know, what, what I, I think like what I love about Web3 so much is that a good amount of us are like, okay, we know this is going to take some time. Like I've been here for three years. And when I first came here, there was like not, barely a music platform. Like it was, <laughs> it's, it's actually incredible. Like how, um, how far we've come. Cause when I first came into like, you know, Web3, there were, you couldn't even find, there was like one, there was one platform and it was catalog and, it was the waiting list was so long because it was the only you know music platform. Now you have multiple, you have so many, and now people are like, okay, how do we like what is easy and like or easier for the listener, and then how do we how do we get people to the to the platform? And so it's more so just like I think it's steps, and we have to be you know patient with ourselves, but also definitely I think while we're being patient with the technology, we should definitely try to figure out ways to like get people. Um, uh, like your supporters um, to you and whether it's building a telegram um, or a discord um, and I understand it's a lot so you know like even with me I'm, it, it kind of gets it, it kind of becomes overwhelming because it's you're like daunting. Oh yeah it's just a lot of work it's a lot of work it's community management is not easy um, <laughs> you know and so it's uh, it's it really has to be intentional and it has to make sense Um and maybe, you know, you start off with a telegram at first with 50 people, right? And then from there, you you know, if it gets too big, then maybe you can go to a Discord because maybe a Discord is a little bit too um, too daunting and overwhelming to start off with right off the back, you know? And I, and I think, or like maybe you just start doing Twitter spaces once a week um, and, and see how many people you get there and how many, like, you know, uh, consistent um, listeners come and, and supporters come to that to hear you and listen to you and talk to you and you know all those things um, to then you know build that telegram. But I think that's what really needs to happen is is the is the uh, community but, building. Well, the community building definitely, but it also needs to be the intentionality. Like you need to, especially as the artist, you have to be the one the musician. You have to kind of be the one uh, intentional and and really building what you want. Um, and you can't like before we used to like, oh yeah, the label is going to do the marketing and uh-huh. yeah, like all these things we don't have that. Or like when you have social media, oh yeah, I can pay Twitter or I can pay, I can pay IG, um, to do these, um, these campaigns. And then, you know, it's going to go out there. You really can't do that. Like, I mean, sure you probably can. Um, but I think you can't only rely on those things to build your community. That's um, right. it, it really needs to be like, oh, low key, like kind of grassroots in a way of just like, okay. And and I mean grassrooted, but also of 2023 to 2024 type of grassrooted. Like, okay, you're going to a show, 
dope. Okay, can I, do you want to get, like, let me get your email. I got something like, do you want to hop into the Telegram? I'm doing these. It needs to be, like, like, grassrooted, like, back in the day when you're, like, out on the street trying to, yeah. and I mean, yeah. I'm not I'm not going that deep. I'm not going <laughs> that deep. Like, <laughs> but, like, you know, you know how you used to sell the CDs out on the streets? Or, like, you know, it should be more like, okay, you know, we had this show after the show, the merch, things like that. Hey, did you like the show? And I mean, like, I think opening up for artists is still really, like, something that people should be doing still. Um, sync deals, something still that I think that's, that should, that will always be here still, I hope, until AI probably takes over. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're and, you right, though, but who knows what, what it's going to be, you know? It still could be yeah. there with, with maybe the help of AI, but I, I'm with you, Ed, on this. Like, I think, yeah, <clears throat> pardon me, but the Artist, you got to do the legwork. It, it like you, like we were talking earlier. Vinyl is making its way back too, right? So uh, things go in cycles, things go in circles, and they always come back around. With this particular situation here, with the music and and the new uh, wave of technology, Ed is right. You're an artist. You got to get out there. You got to put your put your time in. Like we talked earlier, you got to invest back into yourself. The legwork, you got to do the legwork, whether whatever the deal is, you're going to go on Telegram, you're going to go on a Discord, you're going to go on Twitter, you're going to go on Instagram, you're going to go on your TikTok. You got to get the word out there, let people know who you are. Hey, you know what? Hey, Hep, you know what? That's exactly right. And uh, to double down on that, though, I got to tell everybody a story I remember specifically about Ed Balloon. And uh, I loved it, man. And and this yeah. is an ad addition. To it. This, is, this is a short personal story to me. Uh, but uh, it goes hand in hand with what you just said, Hef, and it takes it a step further. And uh, one time, I remember we were listening to like, it was like the GMNFT show and Ed was on. And Farouk said to Ed, hey, why don't you sing something or sing along with something or whatever? And Ed said, and it was just tongue in cheek. There was nothing serious going on here. But it's at the same time, Ed said, I don't sing for free. And the reason why I mention that is because above and beyond hustling, we all everybody says you have to value yourself. And we all know this. And there's a fine line because we don't want to be entitled. But at the same time, we do have to respect ourselves, the fact for that we Sorry, poor choice of words, Ed. <laughs> but anyway, but, uh, you know, we have to respect the fact that, like, you know, Ed, let's talk about Ed for a second. People, please, I'm going to pin them. Please check out his perf live performances because <laughs> the amount, like, dude, the, the level, the amount of work you put into to your craft, Ed, it's 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 mind-blowing, man. I've seen, like, your your stage presence, your performance, your your music is, is so unique and it's so you. But the amount of work, like you have to, like, like Ed can't sing for free because if he did, he'd be homeless because of all the work he puts into his show. He's got to get paid for that shit. You know, it's like, it's like, it's, I think we'll value ourselves, but realistically, not in, in, in the way of, hey, we're, you know, we're the shit, but hey, let's, let's respect the time we put into ourselves. And I just want to say one other thing. I listened to uh, Illid, a producer in a space, and he put things so eloquently. I really love what he said. He said it like this, like if an illustrator, like an artist, a painter, if they put up a piece of work, there is no standard price like, you know, $9.99 for a month and you get all this shit. It's like this. they say, hey, you know what? I'm going to sell this for 40 ETH or I'm going to put a reserve price of 10 ETH or 5 ETH or $20 or 50 cents. But they can say whatever price they want and 
they have that opportunity to do that because in that particular particular lane, people don't give them a one size fits all price. But in music, for some reason, we get this one size fits all price. And unfortunately, that that one size fits all price is really free if you look at it. People want their music free. And I don't know. I'm just riffing here. But that's all. That's all I got. But yeah, um, <laughs> one second. Sorry about that. One second. Oh, you take your time, man. So yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. You got you got to get paid if you're going to do stuff. You're going to do work. You got to get paid. And I think in order to to get your name out there, you got to put yourself out there. You know the old saying: if you don't do it for yourself, no, no one's going to do it for you, right? So. Yeah, you definitely got to get out there. Get out there. You got to pay your dues. You got to push yourself, and you can't be you can't be afraid. If it's something that you want to do, and you're gonna be want to be a musician, uh, that that requires you to be on stage. That requires you to be in front of people. That requires you to do the interviews, time in and time out, to do all of the the, the grunt work, to do all the leg work. You you know, if you want to make it uh, as a musician, I don't care what world, web two, web one, web three, web four. 20 whatever it doesn't matter if you want to get there you got to put your time in that's it and it and it's not just with music it's with everything in life yeah since we're talking about music you know yeah absolutely and i wanted to like comment on sorry about that my god delivery i wanted to comment on what j6 just said absolutely i think for the longest time when it comes to like musicians it's always all oh, prove yourself and i prove myself i mean i i just think i've been you know i've been doing this for close to 10 years or over, or over, honestly. And I don't need to go on this Twitter space. And I kind of, I also say that to like encourage other artists as well. Um, have you like ever felt that way though? I didn't mean to cut you off there, but have you ever felt that way in the beginning of your career? Did you ever feel like that you needed to prove yourself or? Well, I think you, a lot of us musicians, it's always, I think a lot of us musicians is always like, oh yeah, you have to get, people have to know you can do this. And you, people have to know you can do that. And, I know I can do it. I don't need to go. If you if you don't believe, you have Spotify there to listen to the music, and that's on you if you want to listen to it or not, um, or if you like it or not. Um, and you know, if you want to see a performance, you can go to a show or not, right? Like, and and these are the op- the options for you to see whether you believe or or want to, you know, uh, uh, you know, be a supporter. Um, and you have that, that opportunity, but I think for the longer, for, for when it comes to musicians, and this is why it gets diluted because people are just like, oh yeah, just sing for us for free and just do this for free. And we really have to, and especially for me, I think I heard it from someone before where they're like, yeah, they would only sing for someone. And they were actually really young if it was like a dollar or whatever. And I was like, man, yeah, like, I'm not going to sing or whatever for you for free. Like, I'm tired of doing things for free. Like, it's not, it's not, it doesn't help me. And it uh, clearly it's a benefit for you because, you know, so if you, if you care, if you want to invest, then definitely I have no problem singing for you, but it would never be for free. And I, and I, I'm so pro I'm actually, if you guys never know, like I, I actually am against <laughs> a lot of artists doing things for free um, in this that. space um, because I think it builds this, um, this culture that we have been trying to erase for yeah. so long. Um, and, and yeah, like I, don't do it. I try not to do anything for free. Um, honestly, it's not free. If this, and maybe it doesn't always have to be monetary. I always try to go for that, though. But if not always monetary, there is something I am getting. And it needs to be more than exposure. It needs to be way more than exposure. Um, so whether it's an NFT, I don't know. But it's, it's just like you. I cannot do it for free. Um, 
because I am legit trying to move us away from this culture of, especially when it comes to musicians, because right now, for the longest time since since forever, the 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 narrative has always been um, the starving artists towards musicians um, or artists in general, and we really have to break that. And it's not easy, but it's necessary. And so, yeah, that is why, whether you're a friend, like, hey, sing for me or whatever, I won't unless I will sing unless you want to pay pay me and. It's an easy thing. If you don't, then I won't sing. And, yeah, it ain't know, no thing. Go on. As <laughs> yeah, easy, easy as you could ask, as easy as you could dig in your pocket. Totally. And, you know, there's all, like like Ed was saying also, too, there's all different forms of, it doesn't, like, money is always best. But, you know, sometimes, you know, like, I love the barter system. Hey, if I could find a dentist that needed a song, I'd be like, let's do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm just saying, you know, there's lots of forms of payment. It's not all, there's lots of forms of, of exchange. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, <laughs> that's a form of exchange, you know, like, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to take that any further. This is a PG 13 show, but anyway, uh, but it's all, it's all good stuff. And I just wanted to double down back on the fact again, that where it's like, why does it have to be a one size fits all with music? Like, why does music have to be like, uh, you know, 99 cents or $10 a month? Like for instance, let's talk about some of Ed Balloon's, uh, projects like dude like i love your pin tweet that video and that music like that's that's some like serious production that's like when we say indie artists first off indie doesn't mean anything anymore because everybody's pretty much indie that i know so i mean am i still here oh yeah cool but uh but like the but the level of like like that's I got to pin this now. Hold on. I'm going to pin this. I'm talking about it and I should just pin it. So everybody else who have, if anybody in the room hasn't seen it, but, and, uh, incidentally, all of Ed's, uh, started, uh, all of Ed's, uh, stuff is all of this level. Like you don't have any quickies, <laughs> not that I've seen at least. Uh, but, uh, let me see here. So I go here. And by the way, I love uh, the song dream world. One of my favorite cuts. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. A lot of people love that song. Yeah, it's got a lot of feeling to it. What was the what was while we're waiting for J Six here? What was the uh, tell us a little bit about Dream World and 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 your inspiration behind that song? Oh, well, Dream World. Um, I made that song in twenty eighteen, um, and twenty eighteen I was still in Boston, and me and my band we were on our we just made the decision to move to um, LA, and I didn't really want to leave Boston. I um, didn't want to go to LA. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of LA, but I knew it was like calling me um, to LA. Um, but I also didn't want to leave family and friends and just like this life. And so it's more of like a, 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 a I, I kind of um, personified, you know, the city and the relationship and 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 not only the city, but also like you know whether it comes to like. Um, taking um, conversations that I've had with friends and those that kind of want to stay still and just all those things and, and putting it into, like, personifying it as a person um, of, like, you know, uh, uh, ending a relationship because I need to, uh, you know, uh, pursue these, this dream. And, um, and, and how Dream World um, happens, it, the song is pretty much, you know, it's, we, we, we all, we have these dreams and we're living in this dream world. Um, but the goal is to not 
you know, stay in it. You know, you want to make that dream a reality so it's not in this dream world, right? I feel like when we have these dreams, we're in this dream world. Um, and the goal is to make it in a re- to make those dreams a reality um, where you don't have to go to this dream world to, to live this dream, right? Where it's actually happening um, in real time. And so, but in order for you to do that, you know, it requires you to get uncomfortable. It requires you to do these things that may feel painful at first. Um, and so, yeah, that was how Dream World came about. Thank you, man. Thank you for sharing that. That's uh, great dude, to hear. I always love hearing what happens behind the, the, the song, the lyrics and stuff like this and, and what the true meaning is behind the song. So, yeah, thank you so much, man. And, yeah, I love the, the performance art you do. It's kind of cool. You know, it's you're not it's not traditional. And uh, so it definitely is uh, when, you know, when you're saying, you know, uh, you know, you got to be compelling and you need to resonate. Definitely, uh, Ed, uh, you definitely do that. So thank you for your contribution to music and art. 100%. J6. Hey, what's happening? I just wanted to pin, uh, I wanted to pin to the space, uh, Ed's pin tweet, because I, I just think it's so cool, man. This, uh, you know, this, the, um, hold on a second. It's right here. I pinned it right to the top. So, um, you know, can you tell us a little bit about this, Ed? The, uh, the pin tweet? Yeah. Are we fucked? Um, this is, this is a, 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 a digital collectible entity, whatever that you want however you want to call it but it's currently on superware um so yet to be minted so you know if you're hungry for it go ahead and (laughs) it is kind of pricey but i think it's uh you know it's necessary um and pretty much how this came about was uh it was a lot um i remember you know your trader who's an incredible um artist in the space uh she did this collection called um strong strong hair um I believe that's the name of it. Um, and, you know, she just, it was a beautiful collection. And um, and when I did it, and I was like, oh, man, I really, it, it just spoke to me in this place. Because I, I think I was just looking for a place of strength. And I wasn't really getting it. Um, and so, and so uh, when it came to doing this, uh, this, this project here, I was like, okay, uh, what do I want to talk about in, in this narrative? And and so All We Fucked really came from a place of, uh, you know, just being in in this space, whether in a relationship or whatever you are. And you, the, the thing is, are you are you going to make it? Um, how do you get there? Um, can you withstand the storms? Can you withstand, you know, um, all the difficulties that are yet to come? Um, because you see it coming. Um, and of course, you know, whether it's the honeymoon stage or just everything's good when shit hits the fan, are you, able, are you going to be able to make it? Will you, do you feel like you have that strength to make it? And with the log tree, um, I wanted my hair, uh, to be a tree cause I just feel like the tree, sim, you know, it, it definitely sim, sim, symbolizes, um, you know, uh, strength and, 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 and growth and, 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 and support. And I wanted my hair to be. Um, the branches, uh, you know, to, to showcase that. And I, I then, you know, added an, another component of, you know, little me's and, and this actual blow a ball that had no air circulation, by the way. It, what I had to do all, I had to do that dance in like, you know, one, uh, one setting. I couldn't like, you know, stop. I had to like do it in one setting and it was very difficult. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yo, I just want to chime in. Sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but I just want to chime in. I had no idea. I just thought, like, that was actually you were in a ball. 
doing yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, no, and I, I, I don't know. We put it like I put the process in there just so people knew, like it was legit a ball that took out air, had no air circulation, which I don't even understand exists, but it does. Um, and yeah, that's an actual ball, and, and if you can kind of see, it moves. Um, uh, but yeah, we, I was in that, and uh, and yeah, we were. I was dancing in it, um, and went in a, in a full setting. Had to had to do that. Um, no stops for that. Um, but um, I'm also in a band. I'm not too sure if people are aware. Like it's me, my my bandmate Dave Chapman. So it's a, it's a. I mean, we're like he's pretty much my right hand. He's everything. Um, business partner to producer to guitarist. You know all these things. Um, <laughs> so he, like he was. In, he, I didn't mean to cut you off there. He was in here. I don't know where he went. Um, he was the guy in the beginning that was talking. It kept cutting out, so I didn't know what happened. Oh no, and, not him. That's he wasn't. Um, the the person who <laughs> was in my bandmate. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. Yeah, but that was another David. Um, but yeah, uh, my bandmate is also named David. Um, or Dave. Um, and 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 yeah, uh, it that piece came about and. Um, um, and yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it symbolizes, I would say strength and trying to really see, really seeking, um, support, not only in the good, but also hope, hoping that the support that you have in the good is also the support you will have, um, when it's hard. And after the hard time, that support only shows that it's, it's stronger because it has, you know, went through the cycle of, you know, good and bad. Um, and yeah, so that is not only the begin like the, the the I would say um, the the description of like why it is like the, the song, but also the piece. Awesome. What's what's the name of the band? Do you guys have a official? Absolutely. Name? Can I hop in here, guys? I remember watching Ed on stage live, man. <laughs> I'll never forget that. It's like a craziest thing you ever seen that's one of the reasons like i give all the justification for him never doing any live performance on a twitter space because there's no possible way he could translate his craft into a phone <laughs> but i'll never forget that when on the intro of your intro of your show you're sitting there and you, you gave a little rundown about you guys but when you said we are ed balloon that hit me hard man because i was like man it's not ed Ed Balloon is not just this one guy, like he's this whole production and he gave it up to the band. And that it was a, just the most insane thing I have ever witnessed. I <laughs> like and for, for that type of, you know, I know it's not like some billion dollar production, but it seemed like it was the energy was unreal. I just, I will always, that it's just one of my most memorable performances I ever seen. Ed, straight oh up. man, thank you so much. I really appreciate the love and support. I don't think I said that enough to you, um, but you are a, a really incredible um, supporter and I just want to let you know that I feel it every time um, and just appreciate you 100. Um, and yeah, I, when I perform, I am always saying that we are at Balloon because we are. Um, it's a team. Um, and honestly, it's just me and my bandmate, really, and we add some folks in that. But, um, you know, I would not be where I am without the support um, from him. And I am very you know, um, aware of that. And I, I know that it's not only me, like, you know, I know what I add and I know my role and of course I am the face of it. And I know I made it, came up with the name and stuff like that. But I also know that, um, I continue on, I'm able to do this because God, and he's able to like feed into my, my business partner and bandmate. So, you know, continue on to support me. And, you know, I, I just know that that's what it is. And, and so, yeah, I, I always introduce us as we, you know, it's, it's so crazy. Cause I think, um, 
I don't even know that I'm saying it. It's just, it is what it is. And so like, it just like, it's just like we, which is, um, which is kind of, I, I don't know it until people are like, oh, you said we at Balloon, like who's like, is Ed Balloon a band and whatever? Because I think a lot of times people just only think Ed Balloon is me, which is understandable because it is, you know, I, it is pretty, it sounds like a singular name. Um, but, um, that's what I thought for real. Yeah, it, it's fine. Um, but you yeah. know, it, it's a whole band. It's a whole, whole team. It's a whole thing. <laughs> that's awesome. This happened to me one time before I was interviewing Aloe Black and, and DJ Exile. They went by a group, uh, called Eminon. Okay. Back in the day before Aloe Black is who Aloe Black is now. He was a rapper, right? Before I need What? Yeah, he oh yeah, he was a rapper. Before I need a dollar. You know, that was actually one of the first times I was like, oh, this guy's gonna like <laughs> uh, I was in college. Was I in college? I'm not too sure what it was, but I was like, you know Man, about his you know about his you know prior, right? Or or you don't you don't know about his career before the Ella Black right? you know? No, I don't know. Uh Eminon. So he was in a group called Eminon with DJ Exile. Uh, you know, LA. I was living in LA for the time for like 25 years. And uh, one of our pre previous guests, DJ Icy Ice, who's from this uh, big DJ group called the, the World Famous Beat Junkies, uh, we were opening up a record store called Stax. And uh, I was asked to host uh, a show called Divine Forces for Fidel Rodriguez. He was out camping with kids and he's like, Mike, you know, can you can you host a show? I'm like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, oh God, I just, you know, lost my train of thought for a second here. Uh, please remind me what we were just riff, riffing about. Hello, hello, okay. So yeah, so they're they're the guests on the show. I'm so sorry, I had a brain fart there. Uh, I'll 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 call a senior moment there. Uh, but yeah, so they get on the show, and I have no idea. Like I thought he, I thought Allo Black was Eminon. So I'm like Eminon, good to meet you. And he's like, no, that's the name of our group. So it just reminded me of like you know the Ed Balloon whole situation. It just gave me a reminder there but um i think that's great that you know ed balloon now that i know is is the group yeah for sure hey you know what i just want to double down on that so uh i have a, a fake artist name and it's just a fake name but it's the name of a band it's not me but the guy one of the guys that books us is always like hey you uh, want to book it as a so-and-so band and i'm like no it's just the name like i'm my name isn't that name that's just the name of the band but when you have a name that sounds like a name anyway it's just a fun conversation but that's not as bad as people that have a first name and last name that both sound like first names i mean come on people doesn't that really get on your nerves i'm just kidding i digress but i'm just riffing i don't know i like Sade. um but <laughs> well any examples like let's see so, i don't know is, is anybody in the room named George John, for instance? I'm sorry. You know, well, I, guess, anyway. I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you. No, go ahead. Yeah, I didn't want to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say. I'm. A, yeah, I guess this is only one name, but Shade. That's a, like. I guess we're finding out that it's actually a band, but you know, it's actually. I think her name as well. So, you know, um, and I love yeah, that name. Her band was awesome too. I think they were, well, I got to look them back up. I forget the name. They did an actual album. The band themselves did an album that was all instrumental. It was on double vinyl, and it was a promo only. It never came out. I got to do some research and, and get the name of their band. I forgot, but or her band, rather. I wanted, since, since we're speaking of that, I wanted to, uh, bands and whatnot, I wanted to ask you, are you performing? Are you on tour? Do you go on tour? What do you, how, what's your process when it comes to live performances? Um, I, we just had a small little tour, um, mini tour this summer, which was really cool. Um, 
we'll see. Uh, we'll see if we're gonna go on tour next year. Uh, when it comes to tour, when it comes to any show, honestly, I am glued to performance. I um, choreograph all the move, moves myself. Um, I'm very like, I work out. Um, I mean, I work out anyway, but like, I work out singing. Um, <laughs> I run and sing just so I can build um, uh, my stamina. Just so when it happens, like I'm on stage, because um, uh, the day of the show, you have like, uh, you know, the energy is at a thousand. You know, you, you're, you're in rehearsal and you're like, you know, it's a hundred. But then when you're on stage, you, you know, it, you can go to a thousand real quick. So you also have to make sure that you. Um, <laughs> You you uh you you have you, you're able to like you know balance yourself, um and you know and sometimes you you just kind of get that like after after doing an, enough shows um but yeah I you know uh, currently right now a lot of my shows have been like you know spread out so I need to like always like go into it and it's like I you know I this whole like month or two of just like you know like really getting in shape and stuff like that and then. You know, when it, when it, when the road hits, I pray to God that I, you know, am I've, I've you know, I'm, you know, I, I, I always get nervous. I still get nervous. I think I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, but um, you know, I pray to God that I, you know, I rehearse and practice as much as possible, um, and I let you know, I let God take the wheel, and uh, you know, and I let the the music and and you know, it that's everything. It. Yeah. yeah, keeping it moving. I love it, dude. By the way, um, Sade's band is called Sweetback. So <clears throat> check them out. Also check out Eminon since you weren't, uh, weren't aware of that. I, I love the, um, you know, learning and teaching. So uh, definitely learning a lot uh, from this interview as well, from talking with you, man. This is great stuff. And yeah, you're, you're, I was going to ask you about that energy because your videos, they're like, like I said, you're a, a different artist in my mind uh, compared to uh, uh, other people that are out there doing the music you're to me it's you know uncomparable because you're doing a performance art to me even though it's music and whatnot I think all the movements and the dance and and the energy that you do put into it so you bring that fire um, on stage with you when you're when you're when you're doing it that's um, that's awesome uh, for for touring are you mainly staying in the US or do you get a chance to get out and go to like Europe and go to Asia what's have what you haven't done a show in Europe or Asia yet but would love to. Um, and Balloon show. needs to be out there. They would love over in Europe. They would love you, man. That's a for yeah. sure. I, yeah, I'm looking forward Asia to. It. I, haven't, I haven't been to Europe yet, um, and so I would definitely want to go. Um, did a show in Canada, and that was really cool. Was so, it cold when you were there, or were you there when it was warm? It was summer. Thank God. I don't <laughs> think I could. I could bear. <laughs> Well, you are from Boston, though. You but you know who gets I used am, to the cold, I right? Am, I am from Boston, so. But there's a there's one thing. I mean, I think we it was also it was like it wasn't summer. Summer it was like, it was like May, um, in Chicago we had a show in Chicago and it was cold in Chicago, sure. and, and I can just say that, you know. Going to our life in the cold is not is really not beautiful. It's hard. It's like you know, I, I mean, depending on like the the equipment you have and stuff like that. But like you know, going to a show and then having to pack and all these things in the cold, man, it's it's, it's something. Not fun. So, 
Yeah, yeah. bones so are aching. Unless you have, unless you have like a Nose team like running. that, and I don't yeah. have a, I don't have a big team like that yet. Um, God willing, it happens. But until then, you know, it is, <laughs> it is just me, my band, me, and our drummer out here, like you know, scrapping, you know, from show to show, which is a beautiful thing because you know it's felt definitely. Um, but it's also like, you know, so when it was cold, it was like, it was felt definitely like, okay. But when it was warm, it was beautiful. It was like, okay, this is it. This is, this is, I like this. So it's, yeah, it's so, more yeah. bearable. You probably get more thing. You're going to get more things done than in the cold. You're going to be complaining that, that it's so friggin' cold. But I, I want to ask, you know, wh- how are you producing the music? Is it you and David uh, as a collab or are you doing most of the music? What What's the process? Yeah, it's, a, it's a collab. It's a collab. So he does production. Um, and I do the um, the songwriting, um, and it's 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 I'm I'm an artist, so it varies. I will either have a melody in my head, and I'm singing it to him, or uh, I will have him come up with something, and then I will write to it. Um, I'm all about um, challenging myself, as well as um, not being predictable with me. Like I don't want to be. I, what I what me and, um, and Dave like our I would say our, <laughs> our mission statement when it comes to music is try not to create something that we've created already um, to always like challenge ourselves and create something new create something fresh and that is something that's something that we do um, and so I think um, and and by trying to create something fresh or challenge ourselves it requires um, us to not have like a set a set way of like creating the music, um, which, you know, can be dangerous or whatever, but it's, it's what we need. It, it, I think it, it's necessary to spark fresh juices. Yeah. I, I could dig it. Yeah. You know, I was just wondering, um, on that topic, um, do even though you do like to switch it up and I think that's awesome. Do you, uh, have any certain ways that you feel are more likely to get the magic happening? Like if you guys start something from scratch together or say if you bring a lyric or melody to him or if he brings a beat to you, have you had any ways that you're like, oh, this way really seems that it brings the magic? Most no, of the time? no. And why is, I mean, I think when I first started, it was always like, okay, you know, make the, make the song before you go to the studio or whatever like that. This is like the beginning, beginning, um, beginning stages of my career. Um, but I noticed that that, like, once the product is done, I'm not. I wasn't always like happy with it, um, and it became so predictable. So um, I need. I'm. I. I. I'm always a like if I don't like something or whatever. I need to say it, um, and we just have to figure it out. That's what it is. Like it's just like okay, now we we need to start over, or we need to do something, or and or you need to st- you need to do something, or you know it's. I, I, I can't um I don't come from a place of oh yeah let's let's just you know I think honestly what gets the juices going is if I want to write a song and we write that song right there like that's it like I I have this thing too where I can I have a song in my mind and it's it actually kind of sucks because I can have a song in my mind and I can like record it on my phone or something like that. And then I'm like, oh, I want to record this. This has to be, this has to be a song I record. Now I get into the studio, and then I'm like, actually no. Like immediately, it will just change, and I'm like, okay, let's, you know, let's write something else. And I will have to like write something else, you know, and or because I, I, it's just not, I'm not, I, I'm not feeling that. And so it's, it's more of just like, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it's it's. it's I'm sorry. I, I don't know how to answer your question because I think it's I'm all over the place. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's actually, a, that's actually a great answer, and I, you know, I, it makes a lot of sense. And but with that said, too, uh, I just want to ask a little more about that. Do you guys are you guys always in the room together when you're writing, or do you guys sometimes send files back and forth? I'm just curious. With you know, since we do have all this technology now, if you ever use it in that way. Um, I mean, yeah, we're always in the room. I'm just trying to figure out if there was ever a time where I wasn't in the room. No, I need to be in the room. No. <laughs> I need to definitely be in the room. So, well, yeah. that's yeah, that was actually, I guess, the root of the question, just because, uh, for my own personal experiences, too, it just seems like, uh, like I'm in a situation where I usually have to work alone, but whenever I get the opportunity to, have, to work with somebody in the room with me. It's just always to me. It's just so much better. Like I'm, I'm. There's, I know there's a way better shot at me getting the goosebumps at the finished project. If at the finish, you know, if if I'm in the room with somebody creating it, somebody else besides myself. But if if you know, even if I'm working with somebody else and we're sending files back and forth, email, like I'll, I might like what we're doing. I might say like, oh, this is cool. Like this is, you know, somebody might like this or. But I just don't get those goosebumps, though. Like, I got to work with people. Like, no matter how many, uh, you know, virtual worlds we can jump into or in the future or with glasses on, uh, you know, uh, our, our uh, meta glasses or whatever, I still, I always want to be in the room with somebody. So I'm just throwing that out there. If anybody on the floor or whatever wants to ever get, come make some money with Jay, or not money, some music. Money, too, maybe. Who knows? But Anybody wants to clap on any music or anything, hit me up, holler at me. I'll jump in with a guitar wherever you're at. You want to do it at the McDonald's, at the, at the coffee shop, wherever. But let's make music together. Okay, I'm sorry. I digress. Hey, Ed, what do you, what do you bring with you um, when you guys are touring? What's your, what's your setup? What equipment are you using? Um, we have a wireless mic, thank God. So I bring that. Um, Dave brings his gear, his electric guitar. Um, that has pads, and then we have a drummer, um, and that's like just a drum, drum set. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. And then, you know, it really depends on the show. Sometimes we can have like, you know, um, uh, projections, and sometimes it, it really depends on the venue. Sometimes we, the venue probably won't allow it. And so, yeah, um, and I have my black shorts currently, which is like my, uh, you know, my very free staple uniform it's like, um, <laughs> performance <laughs> um and and yeah i just and i have knee pads too um because i i i'd be on that floor and so <laughs> um for, for safety um uh, which uh, you know i i ain't i ain't ashamed so you say yeah i got rid of these pads for the sake of i've cut my knees and hurt my knees too many times um just to say you know what it's not worth it like, put the knee pads on yeah, um, it looks great on the picture, but you know, you just put the knee pads on. So, um, uh, if I don't have the knee pads on, yeah, I need like 100% love because man, I'm going in somehow, some way. Um, but yeah, the knee pads are de uh, like a, a, a definite, um, and and yeah, uh, that's usually what I bring. Thanks. Let me ask you, what's what's the story behind um, Ed B, the puppet? What's the story behind that? How did you the stop motion? It's very hard to do uh, the animation. You guys did like a ten to twelve minute thing there. What um 
what, what's the story behind that? If you could uh, elaborate a little bit for everybody. Yeah, so Ebby, um, the puppet, came about in 2020. Um, we were supposed to go on our first tour, which was like, ended up being like a, the downsized tour that we did this summer or this past, was it this summer? Yeah, it was this summer. Um, but um, Ebb happened because it was 2020 and, you know, tours were canceled. And I just remember talking to a friend. They were like, yeah, you just have to figure something out. And about like how you can stay relevant and things like that. And I was like, okay. And I remember watching um, a, a Anderson, a Wes Anderson movie that, you know, he used, he used stop motion in it. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Um, I didn't know what stop motion at the time. I mean, I thought it was like clay, claymation, which is also like another type of stop motion. Um, but this one was, he was using puppets. And long and behold, I told my friend about it. And the friend who was like, oh, you need to figure it out, um, had a friend that did stop motion animation. Um, and I was like, oh, this is cool. And he introduced me to, to him. And um, I was like, yeah, I want to have, he was like, what do you want? And I was like, I want a puppet made of me. And, and he was like, okay, cool. We can do that. And um, we had the puppet made and I thought the eyes, he was going to put eyes on it, but he was like, no, this is cool. It's better with the, with like not having the eyes because of, um, um, Uncanny Valley. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Um, and so, um, uh, we had this puppet and so the puppet was supposed to like, you know, stop making music right out the, right out the gate. Um, but you know, it was 2020 and I was going through a lot. Um, it was actually this year too. I was supposed to make music, but I couldn't, I wasn't able to, I wasn't able to record or I wasn't feeling it. And so I just was like, man, I wish this puppet could like just say the things that I am not able to say in music. And so this puppet went from like, you know, just being like this prodigy or this, you know, this, this, this thing that, um, was supposed to mimic me in real life, you know, through, through puppetry or stop motion, um, through that medium ended up like, you know, I was able to create its own, like, you know, personality for it. Um, and it was honestly like this, this alter ego of mine or like this thing where I was like, I really want this puppet to say all things I'm not able to say. And, um, it went from that and, you know, we started doing skits with that and, you know, it went from like, you know, doing music, like the idea of doing music to like just doing skits and, you know, later on me coming into Web3 and then showcasing this puppet and it's skits and then slowly putting it in music videos again. Um, to where we, you know, to now where we have a short, you know, a short film project that we were able to create with it. Um, And so, yeah, it's, Ed B honestly has, I would say is my, my baby. It's like something that has definitely given me, um, when I was at my lowest, it was like something that was just like, okay, you know, you don't understand the music industry right now or whatever, but there is something you can still do with some, you know, and I think for me, um, when it comes to creativity and art, and it's, it's actually weird because I mean I took some courses in like screenwriting in college, but I never like thought about it like that. I was like, okay, whatever, you know, maybe when you know I make it and really successful, whatever, I can like go in and do it like a a, a TV show or write on it, whatever. Like I never thought or, like a movie. I never really thought. I never like gave it any mind. Um, and so when I came to LA, you know, <laughs> here I am doing the screenwriting things and stuff like that. Um, but I, I do love visuals. I'm, I'm someone like, like I, I, I feel off of those things. Those things, I don't know. 
Um, and, and I want to see it and I want it to, I want to be able to like, you know, uh, you know, just feel it. And so I think stop motion was the, was the best medium for this puppet. Um, and it's also, I think for me, like one of the, one of the means, mediums that I really love the hardest though, very difficult and very, very costly and expensive. And I remember when I was doing it, so many people were just like, oh, you shouldn't do this. Like it's too much money. It doesn't make any sense. People aren't doing this. And I was like, no, I, I think there's something here. And so. I'm going to say, man, shout out to God, because God was like, I would not have this idea if it wasn't him saying, yeah, just do it. Um, and <laughs> and um, it, it honestly was something that fell in my lap. Um, and it was a, it, I would say it was a blessing that came in during a really hard time. And, and I am still using it. And it's something that I, I, you know, I, you know, want to, you know, really make really big and and well uh I, I want to continue the journey with it um and yeah man uh, that is that'd be the puppet and yeah mad props though i mean it that's a lot dude <clears throat> you know and then being able to use the the puppet um to have this extra this persona right this different persona of of yourself uh where uh like you said you know you're able to speak through it in different ways that you wouldn't want to do you know, as you. So I think that's dope. Now, how long did that take? Because you guys did this like 10 to 12 minute um, thing for it, but how long did it actually take to make? Cause stop animation. If no one knows in the audience, you have to film. Then you got to move the puppet. <laughs> it's crazy. What, but... what, what scale are you talking about? Say that again. What thing are you talking about? Like, I mean, Oh, Ed B the, the puppet. Yeah, you, you said something like it was 12 minutes. I don't think I have anything else out 12 minutes. Uh, 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 well, I was reading something. It says uh, 10 to 12 minute. Oh, um, you're, talking about, the, you're talking about the actual short. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That um, <laughs> took about, about six months. Wow. Let's see. I, that's what I wanted to see, the scale of it. It was like six, six months, months. I think. I think I, even longer. Incredible. Um, requires, it was the casting. It requires like. The voice over it would cry, and then also like it was long, and I remember just like, oh my gosh, like I, <laughs> you know, the thing about it too is I was doing a lot of things, and they always were like short, like thirty second things, right? And even those were like a week or two weeks, right? Which is long, but you know what? Like I'm, I was, I, I knew that when it came to the short film of ten minutes, it was long, and it, it so long that you know it took we we just like. Are like finalizing it right now and that was like in 2022 so like pretty much close to like early 2022 so that's like pretty much like two years or close to two years and so it's it's it it, 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 it is a long time um so you really got to make sure you are on it and <laughs> like you really have to make sure that everything else is in place because um what you can't afford is for things not to like because also stop motion too, right? And it's not the same thing about like, oh yeah, just you know, cut, do over, right? Stop motion is 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 frame by frame by frame, so it's very difficult to like do anything over and stuff like that. So you really have to be sure about the things you want and 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 how you want like how you want to um, portray it and and get get like what message you're trying to get across um, and that it's clear. Um, and and it, you also want to make sure like you have a really good director that can that understands the voice. Um, we have a director that he's been working. With. I mean, it's the same person that I, you know who like who I was introduced to. Um, but you know, he's been working with me for so long that he understands like the voice of Ed B. 
And so, um, you know, uh, it that we that doesn't happen for everybody else, right? And so, I, that you know, that is a requirement. I would think, um, I would say, when it comes to like things like that. But yeah, it took a while, and which is why I'm just <laughs> very, very, very thankful, and also, um, uh, you know, care a lot about this project. I, I, I yeah, there's a lot of love that goes into it because of just how much blood and you know, <laughs> sweat went into you know making this happen. Yeah, 100% there. Now, how um I know that you're you're probably ecstatic that it's finally over with a, a, that, such a long journey. Um and then uh you know, that's just amazing cuz you know, you do have to put the hard work in there. You do have to know what you're doing. Uh you know, did you storyboard this? How did you how did you guys go about doing it? I I, I know you didn't wing it. So how did you guys go about doing the the I mean, so when it's a short film, you want to make sure that you have a script already and so when i came before i came into web3 i already had a script like i already always w- wanted to do like a show with it um but then web3 came and i was like oh this would be a cool thing if you know i had uh, uh um, people rallying around this and by god's grace i did um and 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 so i was able to like you know raise money to to create this short film um but we had a script already in place and once the money was raised then we definitely did storyboarding just like um, you know, uh, the scenes and how the puppets should look. Granted, Ed B was always kind of you know Ed B already was a there was a, already a model for him, so he just had to like you know uh, get new clothes or be be remade. But there were other characters that we had to like you know see. And I'm really big on like you know are these characters do they follow? Do they blend in with the color schemes? Like those things really are important to me. Um, and so. <laughs> Um, and, 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 and so, um, those, yeah, we had to do that. And that's also like the process as well. So, um, it's, yeah, that was why it, was, it took so long as well. Like just like storyboard. So we had a storyboard and, and we also had to shoot and shooting was another thing as well. Um, and also we don't talk about it as well, but like the, also the building of the landscapes and stuff like that. These are like, you have to build landscapes and things like that when you're, when you're trying to use, um, stop motion. So, so yeah, it was a lot. And and it was all like mini models, right? So it wasn't like big scale. Like, how did you? It was small, or how how did it go? What do you mean by small? Like um, like miniature, you know, like uh, diorama type of stuff. Is that what? Yeah, diorama. Yeah. So I mean, it, it really depends on what you want. I was was like, yeah, miniature. It it's always gonna be miniature. Um, if you're using stop motion, you're always gonna like create something it needs to still be able to stand on its own it can't be or you can use like animation but it will you know like i mean like 2d but a lot of these things were like you know they they were they were like miniature models absolutely thank you so much for sharing that man this has been an awesome conversation ed you get amazing stuff going on with you buddy hey hef and and ed you know i just wanted to chime in and it is amazing and it's it's so like it, it's so diverse the the art like i don't know it's it's there's just so many different things going on like we're talking about and i was curious and it's such an obvious question that i don't even want to ask it but i'm going to because that's what i do i ask the obvious questions but uh you know with all this ai stuff are you uh, dipping uh into any of that like think you know cuz i know it's video and like your scripts like writing these uh these concepts that you have, are you maybe utilizing some of the chat GPT or have you been t- testing the waters with it? I'm just curious. Or your yeah, thoughts. I'm trying to use chat GPT. It's, um, it's not there yet for me. 
Um, I try to use it. My band, my band mate Dave, he'd be like coming at me because he's like, yo, it's not good. And I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> but um, I try. It, it doesn't really help. Um, <laughs> hasn't really been helping me um, as much. Like when it comes to like writing things, I end up having to like revise and do it all by myself. So yeah, um, on the chat GBT end. Um, but I think AI, I definitely see it, you know, when it comes to like to being a tool. I was just using for music. I want to see the tools of us, how you can be using it and stuff like that. Um, I am, you know, I, 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 I try to use it. Um, and I, I think I'm just, you know, waiting for it to, I don't know, get to where I'm like, okay, this is something I can use. Um, but what, what it's, it'll, it'll, I'm sure I'm going to use it. Um, I think for me, it's, it's always going to be, and I'm, I'm, I'm praying that it always stays a balance um, where I, I feel like it's not um that I'm giving AI this task um, for the sake of, yeah, I don't want to do this um, because I, I, I love what I do. And so, um, but more so just like, oh, thank you so much for like helping me expand this idea that I had or like it, you know, helping me, um, yeah, it helping me expand versus like it just doing it for me. And so that's kind of how I want to see AI and use it. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I love AI. Honestly, I use it on a daily basis. Um, I do feel that I do pay for the chat GBT. So I'm learning how to train um, the AI for certain things that I'm that I'm working on. And it's more for use cases. It's not even I'm not doing anything that's like in the real world yet that I'm using except for I do I do art. And this is mainly I'll tell you really guys everybody that's listening i love ai and i use it and it's it's been a good thing for me on a mental tip um mental health you know is a big big thing and i have add in 4k right some people have adhd i got it in 4k but i will digress from that i love it because it does keep my mind going it allows me to be creative when I, when I feel like I don't want to do anything. So I, I do use it on a daily basis, um, mainly for my mental health. And I, I find it to be uh, soothing uh, because it allows me to be creative without um, being stifled by my own brain, if that makes any sense. So I do love it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, likewise. I mean, I, I, I've been messing with it, uh, and, uh, you know, half the way you broke it down, I really love that. I feel like it's similar to me. Like, a lot of times I'll use uh, ChatGP to help me be teach. Like, I'll actually give it a list of things I have to do and my priorities and let it kind of help me uh, structure my day out because I don't know. I'm really bad. I mean, I'll say it out loud here. I'm really bad at organizing shit. And ChatGPT breaks it down as a science to me. Hey, if this is your goal, you might want to put this other task off till later, but do this one now. And do I don't know. Like that helps me for where I'm at mentally, uh, good for good or bad, whatever that is. But I'm down with it. You know, I don't use it to make art for me yet, though, but I have used it to inspire art I make. And I think that's really cool, too, you know, uh, because, you know, Hey, robots can be amused as well, you know. That's right. So, what's next for Ed Balloon, the band? <laughs> um, the band also, the business also, the creative. It's all these. It's all these things. Um, uh, what is next? Um, 
I'd be um something I'd be the puppet, possibly. Well, not possibly. Um definitely going to be showcasing something where I'd be the puppet, God willing, in the like the near future, just can't talk about it. Just yeah. Um working on that in the back channels. Um and uh yeah, just more uh more drops in regards to, you know, um, the space. Uh, I think I have a drop coming shortly or soon. Um, I'm not sure what chain. I'm really, like, loving the ordinals right now, so maybe we'll see. Um, oh, and, Very interesting. Yeah, and, um, and yeah, we'll be... Uh, I just I did a drop, uh, a genitive um, code drop on Prohibition, which is uh, a genitive... Um, code our platform on the layer two arbitrum, and um, if you were able to collect a piece, you will be getting a vinyl. And so, currently right now, we're just waiting for Taylor Swift. She just did this whole thing with vinyls, and so she has a good amount of these vinyl makers in a chokehold. So, just waiting for you know the ease to come in, so we can like do our ordering and and get those vinyls out. So yeah, that's I, lo- I love it, dude. Yeah. So you're giving away the physical. Right uh, with with uh, what they with the NFT that they bought is that right? Yeah, the the physical will be the vinyl. Yeah, yeah, I love that idea. I, I love physicals. Period. I, I was collecting physicals before this digital uh, wave came along. You know, with NFTs, and I always thought, man, it would be great if every NFT did come with a physical. Uh, are you going to do the physicals for the puppets? Because I, I think people are going to want a puppet on their shelf. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's something I'm I'm very scared about. It's something I I'll have to think about when it comes to having Ed B and everybody else's house. It will happen. Just, okay, I okay. To, I need to. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to dig into it. I need that. Yeah, I need that. Uh, I need to be ready. For I'll it. leave. I'll leave it on the surface. Yeah, I'll leave it on the surface. There, I won't. I won't dig in, Ed. I won't. I won't get into it with you on that. I'll <laughs> wait to be surprised. Yeah. So thank you. Um, let's see here, J six. Hey, we're getting close. We got your your friend is here. Uh, yeah, that's all. We got too tough in the room. That's that's. Hey guys, uh, you know uh, we got too tough here. Um, tough, crew. Uh, tough crew. Yeah, we should bring him up. Maybe maybe he's got some uh, questions for Ed. Yeah, hey, Ed. You know, uh, man, it's, it's super great having you here, man. I just want to double down and say that I know we're getting close to ten, but uh, you know, uh, like just. And I just can't uh, say enough. All, all your projects are just so there's so much depth to them. Are you playing any shows in New York coming up? Because that's close enough to me where I'm going to have to go check that out. Um, there's a possibility, but please don't don't quote me. Just you know, um, something I'm trying to work on, but we'll see. Okay, well, if it happens, I hope you, uh, you know, pass the time with it because I totally, you know, absolutely, I, I want to, I, I got to see the show live. And anybody who uh, is in the room, or we're going to tweet around too, please check out, uh, you know, some of Ed's live performance. You can catch little glimpses of them online, but uh, definitely worth uh, seeing in person for sure. I want to see Ed. That's why I was asking if he was coming to, uh, to Miami. I don't know if my mic was messing up there, but yeah, I was. Uh, that's what I was asking because I, I do want to see uh, Ed's performance. Well, Ed Balloon, the band performance. I don't know if anybody can hear me, but this is too tough. I had a great time listening to everyone enlighten me on the NFT and the and the vinyl moves. 
I want to I want to thank Jay uh, Just Riffa for bringing me on here, and I will be doing the interview next week. On I believe it's the not exactly sure of the date, but the next time that you guys air. Uh, recently, Rough Nation through Joe the Butcher, who owns Studio Four Vinyl. I'm I'm based in Philadelphia. Salute to Ed Balloon. I listened to you very intently for the last for the whole show. So I've been here listening. Excellent, excellent show. And I'm a, I'm gonna definitely go check out your music, and I, I like your I like your swag and your hustle, the way that you the way that you put your foot down with ensuring that you get paid for your time. Somebody mentioned something about if if you put in all of the time that you put in as an artist, and and didn't get paid for it, you would be homeless, and and that that struck me very very true. Um, I released three three pieces of vinyl this year the first was a double vinyl on rough nation my lost archives which was like 17 songs that i did in uh 1993 and it, it stood the test of time that was released on rough nation the spit slam which is a label owned by chuck d a public enemy um i released two albums on there that was all digital platforms one of them came out on vinyl as well called behold the detonator so you know it's just good opportunity for me to get my shameless plug in for for the for the bit of work that, that i was able to release this year the third album that i released is called me versus me that's also a, a chuck d thing and it uh was released on spit slam and then we got a this tough crew album see i'm from a group from philly called tough crew and one of my favorites one of the yeah, this was one of the only groups that, that had like was multicultural. We had a white kid, a black kid, a mixed kid, and a Puerto Rican kid. And and then we even had a fat kid. I don't know if that counts as a culture, but Monty G. <laughs> shout out to the mountain Monty G. Too tough. You know? Too tough. I love you like a fat kid loves cake. Yeah, man. More than cake. So so I me getting into the game, I, I don't you know, I know we, we might be running two minutes overtime. I just wanted to to let you know how how grateful I am to be part of the show, and shout out to Cookie, the the connect that I got with Cook is from from Schoolie D, and I've been great grateful enough to have released this this Tough Crew album with the same three people that I originally started doing this with in 1986. We ran into Ultra Magnetic on the Humbug, and they ended up staying in Philly for a month, taught us everything about SP 1200, and and and, and the rest is kind of going to be covered on the, on my next interview, I guess. So I appreciate you letting me, yeah, you know, drop right. a, drop a bomb here and there, bro, at, at the end of the show, bro. Too tough. I just want to let you know, um, one of my heroes because when I first started DJing, um, definitely my part of town. Uh, came down we actually i was in a group and we performed with you guys at, at hot wheels and kendall the roller skating rink yeah oh, wow and the same night the same night tigra and bunny performed so wow. you you know the history of what's going on there I and do, um this og like we met many many moons ago i was a kid you know but um i want to give you props and flowers because thank you sir y you are from philly which have iconic djs one being yourself you got jazzy jeff cash money those you three i could name i could name more but you three but there was always a thing with perfecting something where cash money came up with transforming and then jazzy jeff perfected it but you my man perfected the chirps you did the sickest chirps in the friggin' world that i was like how in the 
and I used to emulate listening to the records and emulating the scratches so I can be that good too. So I want to say props and I can't wait to, to, to get down with you on the show. Oh man. Um, thank you so much. Those words thanks. mean a lot to me. Yeah. And thanks for I, sticking around with us too. And listening. Ed balloons, a, he's a real dude too, you know, for sure, man. I'm glad I stuck around. I, I wanted to you know interact. It's always good to interact. Yes, sir. I look forward to the interview that we have upcoming. Salute, salute Ed balloon, man. I got you. I got you pulled up on the computer right now, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm hot on your trail musically. The detonator too tough. Thanks so much. Peace and love, guys. Right on. That's right. Thank you, detonator. Uh, Ed Balloon, are you familiar with Tough Crew by chance? No, this is my first time hearing, so I'm also going to do my own research as well and, and oh, try yeah. to come in as well. So um, they, sometimes they refer to us as a one-hit wonder. We had a song called "My Part of Town." Nah, that whole album is bonkers, man. All, all the eight bars and sixteen bar breaks is not. There's no hooks or nothing. That still goes to the straight scratching. That's how I kind of like gained my fame as an eight bar murderer. So if you go, if you go Google, you know, Tough Crew, the first thing that's going to come up is my part of town, and that's like the, you know, that's our claim to fame. That whole album is awesome. Yeah, Ed, you so definitely much. should check them out. Check them out. Going. You're welcome, Definitely man. will. Oh, Definitely will. Thank you so much for coming through. Um, sure, this has been an awesome space, y'all. I, I, I do have to um, hop out. Um, but thank you so much for um, the space, and thank you so much for, you know, just giving me an opportunity to talk about what what I've done so far. And also, Too Tough, thank you so much for coming through and listening. Anybody else? Yes, um, brother. Thank you. Looking forward to trying to get kind of trying to catch you at your space as well. Awesome. Um, but, but, okay, I'm going to head out. Thank you, Thank so you Ed. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Appreciate you. Man. Yep, we're gonna hit you up too because we want to chop it up on that other stuff we were talking about with the next movement in, in music. So I'd love to keep that conversation going. But yeah, thank you, Ed, man. We appreciate your time. Thank you for coming and hanging out with us, man. Look forward to meeting you in person one day and seeing you perform. So thank you again. Peace and love, guys. Have a good night. You too, bro. Right, bro. Peace out. To next week. Peace. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, J Six. Any last words for you? And I want to thank uh, Boo for being here, been long listening, and Eth Daly down there hanging out with us. Detonator, thank you too. J6, what do you got? Hey, I just want to thank everybody. Uh, great pace and wow, man, Ed, uh, what is what an example of how to how to do it in this space, you know? So really appreciate him. I know he's not in the room anymore, but that was great stuff. Definitely appreciate uh, too tough uh, stopping by and just you know sharing some with us and spreading some love and also everybody in the room that was in the room and that's everybody that's gone now man let's, let's keep, it <laughs> keep it moving that's right dude yeah i can't wait to talk to too tough man definitely one of my heroes man and uh one of the one of the dopest djs uh that that i remember growing up for sure so all right man we're gonna i'm gonna take us out of here with this uh appreciate y'all thank you so much just ribbing Tuesday night, half past AEST. Know where we be? Just ribbing special guest, a tech and talk, a musicology. Just ribbing coming to you live at the same time here every week. Just ribbing jump in the room, let's chop it up. It really ain't that deep. Just ribbing.